the school is out. Which means it's time for Hot Kids. This is Hot Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson and I'm 12 years old. Coming up on Hot Kids today, I'm going to... I'm going to need your help with this, Brenda. <laughs> wow, that was a very valiant start, Lexi. <laughs> it's Sakalorides, Sakalorides. Thank you. <laughs> Just take it syllable by syllable and you'll get it right. Yeah, eventually they're at the show. <laughs> and she is in the festival, is the festival director of a play called The Wiz. I will be speaking to her in a little while, so stay tuned. Also on the show, I have a tongue twister to challenge your mouth. And you can win tickets to see the show, so stay tuned. Here are the details if you have any questions for my guest, or if you want to say hi. The SMS number is 34519 and is charged for 1 Rand 50 cents. You can send me a WhatsApp on 061-895-1019 and please sign your name. You can also call us on 010-140-3020. Get ready for an exciting show on Hi Kids Today. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 Hi FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson and I'm 12 years old. I have Brenda. <laughs> now you say your surname. Sacularides. Thank you. <laughs> With me, the dire- director of a... Uh, I'm going to redo this all. (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, I know that our our guest, Tracy Human, who is the director, she unfortunately couldn't be here this afternoon. So I am actually the chairperson of the governing body at the National School of the Arts and sort of looking after and a volunteer in terms of making sure that our wonderful Festival of the Arts gets onto the boards at the Joburg Theatre and at all the stages, the National School of the Arts, next week for our annual Celebration of Youth Arts which we have now called the NSA Festival of the Arts. And it really is going to be an extraordinary week, and I hope that as many of your listeners as possible make their way to the Joburg Theatre to see what we've got on offer, because we've designed the festival with young people in mind. So all the material we have there will either educate, entertain, enlighten, and certainly be a memorable and wonderful experience in the theatre. So now you have to listen to Brenda. (laughs) So send your questions to 34519 or accept 061-895-1019. And let's just jump right into your questions, Miranda. Wonderful. Well, we are doing our, in our festival, we have the interdepartmental production, which means that at the NSA, you audition to get into the school and you audition to be either in the music department, the dance department, the drama department or the art department, which is a fine art department. But once a year during our festival, everybody is allowed to audition for what we call the interdepartmental musical. And the musical will be on stage in the beautiful Mandela Theatre, Joburg Theatre. And this year our musical is... The Wiz, which is the wonderful soul R&B modern take, well, modern being the 70s take, on The Wizard of Oz, which I'm sure everybody's very familiar with, with a beautiful song that you played earlier on in the show, Somewhere Over the Rainbow. So The Wiz is a new take on The Wizard of Oz story. So it has Dorothy and her three unlikely friends. The Scarecrow, the Tin Man, and the Lion. And they all meet up after Dorothy has survived an awful, awful tornado, which has lifted her up from her home in Kansas and just landed her in 
well in in a fantasy land really where she lands amidst the munchkins and those are the first people she meets and her quest is really just to try and find home just to try and find home and get back to her aunt em and uncle henry so that that is actually the story of the wiz and it's it has wonderful life lessons in it the wiz i must say it's many journeys you know during through life and these four characters journey down the yellow brick road to find the wiz because the wiz will actually be able to help them all with their problems so dorothy wants to get back to kansas this poor scarecrow wants a brain because he doesn't believe he has anything in that straw head of his the tin man wants a heart and the cowardly lion of course wants courage and when they get to see the wiz all the wiz really teaches them is that they have everything that they need within them at any time and all they have to have is self belief self confidence and that is a great lesson in the wiz that we all have the magic somehow within our heart and that we are all actually enough just as we are so the wiz gives the scarecrow a certificate which actually certifies that he does have a brain well actually gives him some all brain flakes to fill up his straw head and that gives him the confidence to carry on in life believing that he actually can think he actually does have some intelligence the tin man is given a heart and the tin man really is so full of emotion and so full of love and compassion that it's it's quite sad to imagine that someone like that would imagine that he doesn't have a heart and he can't can't feel and then the cowardly lion of course get some courage and is able to be the big roaring king of the jungle but unfortunately the the wizard cannot give dorothy a ticket back home but she of course in munchkinland was given the silver slippers from from the other the queen who was killed by the in the tornado and within those slippers if she clicks her heels three times she can get back home and she can get back to kansas So that is basically your story of the Wiz, the Wizard of Oz, which is written by a wonderful American writer called Frank Baum, and has become, in many ways, a classic American fairy story. Wow, <laughs> that's a good story. <laughs> Not giving away any spoilers at all. <laughs> and so, what kind of dancing is in the play? Modern tap ballet. How would you describe it? Well, you know, it's. It's a, it's an eclectic mix of dance styles, which makes it very exciting because, of course, we feature our dance learners from the NSA, and they're all incredibly gifted young dancers. And the way that the production's actually been designed is that it gives scope for really good production numbers. So the first dance number you have is the tornado, which is almost a bit of physical theatre as well. Um, and they have to interpret and dance the tornado, the wonderful whirling sounds. It's a very dramatic score, so the sounds are very, very evocative. And the children, the dancers, whirl around that stage, doing, I'd say, largely contemporary and physical theatre. to bring to life this incredible tornado that takes Dorothy's house into the air thrusts it down to earth kills the evil witch and takes Dorothy into a, a mystical fantasy land where the munchkins live then the other next dance piece is 
I think possibly it's the poppy dance, and that's a wonderful dance. That's when the poor old lion goes through the poppy fields. And you know the story of poppies and, and opium. So the poor old lion gets kind of drugged almost on these poppies. So the poppies are quite, I'd say it was largely jazz and contemporary dance, really, for the, for the poppy dance. Then they have the Emerald City Ballet, and that's when the characters arrive to see the whiz and these huge gates open, and they go inside, and all the Emerald citizens, and all dressed in green. In fact, on the way here, I was thinking about the virtual world and putting on 3D glasses and movies and even video games and, you know, virtual reality that in many ways this kind of, this emerald city is all those things of the future where we put on some kind of mask, some glasses to see a, a distorted or perhaps an enhanced future. So anyway, they go into the, the emerald city and it's all a green city and they do the emerald ballet. And then I think, you know, you probably see some more classic steps involved in the Emerald Ballet. We have a crow dance, and that's just completely wonderful. A bit of jazz, a bit of contemporary. So to answer your question, Lexi, within The Wiz, you have a wonderful eclectic mix of dance styles, and it's wonderful for us at the, at the National School of the Arts just to showcase the quality of the dances that we have within our dance department. So what we're telling you is that The Wiz has got it all. Yeah. Absolutely. It's got it all, and it's actually got more. How does that sound? <laughs> yes, indeed. The Wiz really is. It's a completely entertaining, wonderful piece of, of musical theatre. And I think for any piece of musical theatre to have lasted as this has, it's indicative of the fact that you've got a classic piece of Broadway musical theatre in, in the repertoire. And I don't know if anyone recalls last year, well, maybe 2015, they did that NBC live version of the Wiz. Do you remember they did the hairspray one? Yes. Yes. And I think they did a grease one, if I'm not mistaken. I'm, I'm yeah. maybe mistaken, but I know for certain that they did the Wiz as a live NBC live wow. musical recording. And I think that's actually available if anyone who wants to go talk about spoilers, just to go and have a, <laughs> a listen and a look at the Wiz. I think it's probably available on, on YouTube to watch it and just have a sense of what it's all about. But the music is, it's so, so beautiful. I mean, when you hear Dorothy right towards the end, singing her her home song. I don't think there's going to be a dry house in the theatre, as they say, <laughs> really, because she's got the most beautiful voice. And I think it just touches all of us because we all at a stage in our lives feel a bit lonely. We feel a bit, you know, so we don't, we're not rooted to the situation, a lot like Dorothy. So if you kind of look at the metaphoric meaning and the, and the hidden meanings in The Wiz, is that we have to find somehow in ourselves that sense of home in us. And I think the song is, the song is full of longing and it's full of love and it's full of, well, I suppose just a greater understanding of, of needing to find the self resilience and the, and the self confidence just to get through life, just to get completely down this yellow brick road. And she sings a beautiful song called Home right at the end, just before she gets back, well, to Kansas, to her aunt Em and her uncle Henry and the little dog Toto. Who waiting there with wagging tail to to welcome her home? Although we just have to ask our audiences to imagine that we've got a little Toto there because we we struggled to cast that at the school. We struggled to find find somebody to play Toto. <laughs> now usually they train a little Yorkshire Terrier to be Dorothy's Toto, and we just had too much on our plates to consider, yeah, rehearsing a little Yorkshire Terrier into the role of Toto. But I'm sure that your listeners remember the movie and the little dog Toto. Um, Yes, so what were we talking about? It has it all and more, indeed, yes. <laughs> 
And so how did you start working with plays and just getting involved with them? You know, I, I see you there with your earphones on in this radio studio. And I think there are probably <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of little people out there, or teenagers, young people, who just know in their hearts that they want to pursue a, a career or a vocation in the arts. So speaking personally, from... Well, from the moment I could talk, I knew that I wanted to be involved in the arts, and that's certainly how my career evolved. And I played some wonderful parts in the musical theatre repertoire and some lovely straight parts. And now as a mother and working at the National School of the Arts, doing what I can just because of my, I suppose, my experience and knowledge of the entertainment sector, it's wonderful to be able to give back again and to make sure that everything's ready for the festival next week and if there are things that I can give to the school in terms of my knowledge it's it's such an absolute pleasure to be able to do that because I recognize as an older person now just how incredibly important the arts are in all our lives and when I speak to young people I say I think now more than ever we need the arts in our lives because the arts remind us that we're we're human they remind us to feel and in a world that's full of robotics and mechanization I think it is only the arts that will keep us, keep us reminded and keep us aware to feel and to use art to reflect our world. And I think never before has art been so, so necessary to actually remind us of where we're at. So can you tell us, um, for if you have just joined on to our show, who are the main characters of The Wiz? Of, of The Wiz. Wiz. Well, the main character, the central character, is Dorothy Gale, the little girl from Kansas who is taken up in a tornado and lands up in, in Munchkin land and then journeys down the Yellow Brick Road to, to see the Wiz and the Wiz is going to help her get back home to, to Kansas. So Dorothy is our central character. And on the Yellow Brick Road that she journeys down, first of all, she meets the Scarecrow. And the Scarecrow is tormented by all the crows and all the Scarecrow wants is a brain, and I think to be taken seriously. And then the two of them journey further down the road, and they find a poor tin man who's completely rusted up. He's immobilized because of the rust, and they just hear this little voice pleading to find him some oil, and they oil him up. He's able to join them down the yellow brick road, and the classic song there is Ease On Down the Road, and that's what they do. They just ease on down this road to try and find the wizard to get home. And then the third main character, the fourth friend, so to speak, is the Cowardly Lion. And the cowardly lion joins them and they go off to Emerald City. Then the other character that's hugely important is, of course, the wizard, the Wizard of Oz of the title. And the wiz isn't really a wizard. He's probably a bit of a con man, but he certainly is a catalyst for all these characters to discover that all they need is really inside them all the time. And the line from the song is... Believe in the magic that's inside your heart. And I think that is an incredibly important message for all of us every day, just to believe that we are actually enough and to believe that we've got everything that we need inside us. Then apart from the characters and the whiz, we have the witches, and they are spectacular and wonderful. They don't fly on broomsticks. Well, not in this particular production. And you have 
Eveline, who is the Wicked Witch, and she actually is really the slave master of a whole lot of what we have in this production factory workers called Winkies. In the first scene, we have Ada Pearl, and she's a showgirl, and she has all her little munchkins to look after her. So she, Ada Pearl, is in the land of the munchkins. And then we have the beautiful Glenda at the end, who's the good witch of one of the directions, either south or north. <laughs> I can't quite recall. And Glenda also reinforces the message that the Wiz has, which is just... You've got to believe. You've got to believe that you can get home. You've got to believe in yourself. And so it's the witches. It's it's little munchkin people. We've got the winkies. We've got wonderful winged monkeys that fly in as well um, on the instructions of Eveline. So the characters are fantastic, Lexi. They really are. There's something for everybody in them. They've got funny lines. They're larger than life. And the music's gorgeous. The dancing's spectacular. The acting and the interpretations, everybody's doing a splendid job. And I think that, you know, I think your listeners must encourage parents to go along to Joburg Theatre and book some tickets because we also not not only will they really, really enjoy it and their hearts will soar and they'll be very, very happy in the theatre, we'd also really, really value the support because our learners have worked incredibly hard for the last couple of months on this production and made huge sacrifices and now their work needs to be witnessed because art, it's a two-way street. You need somebody to witness it and to celebrate it and to feel it. That's what it's all about. It's the most extraordinary communication art. That's what it is. Yeah. And so um, I'm going all over the place. So where is the play going to be held? Well, the festival happens at the Joburg Theatre and at the National School of the Arts. And it's a five-day festival. And the whiz happens in the beautiful Mandela Theatre, which is your your thousand and sixty four seater theatre in in the Joburg Theatre. And then also in the Joburg Theatre we have an incredible production of Macbeth. Um an Afro punk Macbeth set in a post apocalyptic dystopian South Africa. And I'm sure that all of you have started studying Shakespeare at school. And Macbeth, of all the Shakespeare's, a, is a very accessible one. And that's on at the Fringe, and it features our senior drama learners and their performances of The Wiz on Tuesday next week. So that's the 6th, the 7th, and the 8th in the evening. And then their performances during the day. And a lot of school learners will be coming through to the National School of the Arts and the Joburg Theatre to spend a day consuming the most wonderful Arts and culture. So that's happening in the fringe as well as a production called I Love Josie. Wow. And it's okay if I speak about the other productions, is it? Yes. Yeah. I hope so. <laughs> well, well, I Love Josie is a new piece that they put together and um, with Mr. Malcolm Perky, who's well known for creating new impact for drama works. And that's in the fringe. And those are the productions that are being staged by the learners of the National School of wow. the Arts. And you need to see them in action because they really are spectacular. And as young people, I know you like saluting the achievements of each other. And I know that you'll stand up there and want to salute them because they're all doing a really splendid job. Well, so we're going to go into a quick break and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Hi Kids on 101.9 High FM. This is Hi Kids for Kids by Kids. My name is Lexi Abramson and I'm 12 years old. Today, do you want to introduce introduce yourself again? I'll give you a prize at the end if you get it right. (laughs) It's Brenda Sakularides, and yes, it's a Greek name, Sakularides. 
and she is a chairman of a play called The Wiz. In, and she is in studio with me. And if you have any questions for her, you can send me an SMS to 34519 or WhatsApp to 061-895-1019 or call on 010-140-3020. So before we carry on with the questions, I'm going to remind you what a tongue twister is. It is a proper copper coffee pot. And you can win tickets to see the show, The Wiz. So now let's carry on with the questions. So, <laughs> who are, I'm going blank, I'm sorry. If you could pick a fa- <coughs> if you could fi- pick a favorite moment in your career, what would it be? Oh, in my career, my goodness, now that is such an interesting question. Oh, I think I'm just so privileged that I've had a career full of highlights. But let me think of a favorite moment, a favorite moment. Oh, my goodness. Now you've really got me there. I I think my favorite moments on stage really is when you really feel in the flow of the performance. It's as though everything is settling and flowing properly and the audience is with you. And it's an electrifying feeling because you can just feel that emotion going from yourself to the audience. But a, a highlight, I think probably playing Ava Perron when we played when we did Evita um, we did it in Cape Town and then we did it in, in Durban as well when I was an actress with the with the Durban at the Playhouse Theatre in, in Durban and I think that coming on stage just before the beautiful anthem the Don't Cry For Me Argentina with the build up and everything else might just have been one of those those highlight moments for me um, followed very closely by when I played the Kabuki Medea, we did Medea, the Greek tragedy, in a Japanese style. And that, for me, was the most extraordinary experience. And I actually felt really as though I was translated by the character. It was really a magical experience. But, Lexi, I just think it's a great. it's been a great privilege to have played the roles I've played. And I've, it's been a great honor to have played some of those characters. And um, I certainly wouldn't wouldn't change anything. But in moments like that, when you're able just quickly to look back and cast your eyes back down your own yellow brick road to see the parts that you've played, I can only be incredibly grateful that people have trusted me with those characters to play and that the audiences have given me a wonderful response and that somehow I was able to sort of fund my life through my art, which meant that I was a working actress and that that's special. And you are, bu- and you are the dire- the chairman, chairman in the play. How do you manage the whole play? And <laughs> well, I, actually, in in that question, there 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 are a couple of hats that I wear at the moment. I think as as most people have to wear different hats, but I sort of landed in a position of responsibility in terms of the management of the festival ah. because I am currently serve as the chairperson of the school governing body at the National School of the Arts, and that was something I felt very strongly about when my first daughter was at the school, and they had governing body elections, and I think that in life. When there is an opportunity to serve, I think we should put up our hands and make ourselves available because I think if we all serve when we can, our community is going to be strong. And if our community is strong, our land's going to be strong. And so so I think we can build a better world. And I knew that serving at this particular level, at a, at a school governance um, level, was something that I could do. So I... I stood for election and I was voted on to the governing body. Um, that was the first time I served, which was in 20, 
2013, I think it was, my first election. But now this year marks the end of my sixth year as a governor at the National School of the Arts and as outgoing chairperson because the national governing body elections, and this is obviously for government schools, they are actually scheduled to take place in March. In fact, our elections happen this March. So all the parents will will, will receive nominations, or those ones that are willing to stand, and then we have an election, which is just like our municipal elections, our national elections, all secret ballot, and these are counted, and the the candidates who receive the most amount of votes will actually then get on get to serve on the governing body of the school and the national school of the arts has nine governors and we all have different responsibilities within the governing body looking after the school finances looking after policies occasionally having to discipline children because that's all part of the responsibility of being a, a governor at a school so as chairperson of the governing body and because i have had experience in the entertainment sector i I volunteered to be able to help put the festival together and to make sure that the, the media is covered and we've tried to raise enough money. We never raise enough money. So if anybody's out there with some money lying around, uh, I've got a very good bank account <laughs> where you could put it. Let me assure you, <laughs> because you, all these things cost cost money. You yes. have to buy the rats to do it. You have to hire the theater. We have to bring in a projector. We have to buy costumes. You know all the all the things that go into production, and so we have to find enough funds there because we can't take funds away from core learning at the school because it is a school and people need to to have teachers in front of them and good teachers too. Which is I'm very proud to say that the school has extraordinarily good teachers and wonderful um, artistic teachers as well. So that's been my responsibility, yes, in terms of being a chairperson of the governing body and I suppose like an acting artistic director for the festival, um, a role that I really enjoyed playing and I just hope that next week when the overture sounds and the lights come up and the curtain lifts that we have a wonderful audience at the Joburg Theatre witnessing the work and applauding these hard-working disciplined wonderful learners from the National School of the Arts. Wow and so what was your craziest moment in your career? My craziest my craziest moment in my career Oh, my goodness gracious me, Lexi. These questions are really getting me. My craziest moment. Um, my goodness me. Maybe actually when we did a production of Fiddler on the Roof, of all things. Fiddler on the Roof in Durban at the Playhouse. And I played Golda. I played the Mama. And I also played Yenta, the matchmaker. And I had to... And at the same time, the lady playing Yenta... It was a wonderful actress called Joanne Pizarro and I shared Yenta and Golda and Grandma Seitel <laughs> in the dream scene. And we had to rush and put a huge bodysuit on for the Grandma No, no, for Yenta had a bodysuit and then we had to take that off. For, and I must say, fiddle on the roof. <laughs> it might have just been the craziest thing I've played too, just in terms of the, the characters that had to be, oh my goodness, changing from one to the other <laughs> and then we'd be in the same way. scene with the other people. And, but I absolutely <laughs> loved it. I have to say I completely loved playing, well, especially playing Golda, but I think the craziest character maybe was Grandma Seitel in the, in the, in the dream sequence. Um, and that was in, in, in Durban. But I suppose if you look back, there were yeah, lots of just wonderful moments and wonderful challenges. And I think in yeah. life generally, it's it's wonderful to be able to say, 
yes, I'm prepared to not make a fool of myself, but be brave in situations. And usually you come up smiling. Usually you swim to the top and you're, you're okay and you've grown a lot, which is much like the journey of these characters in The Wizard of Oz. By the end of it all, they've, they've all been through a journey and they've all come through wiser. Yes. And that's, that's wonderful too that people can watch a show like The Wiz and have some wonderful life lessons as well through it. And what is the hardest part of your job? The hardest part of my job at the moment at the school, I think, is trying to, is probably trying to fundraise. Because at the moment out there, it's, it's quite difficult. People do not have a lot of money. And I think a lot of CSI, the corporate social investment budgets, are being cut or people are trying to weigh them differently. And sometimes one struggles to convince people that supporting the arts is really, really, really important. And I try and say to people out there, when we look at the arts and how important it is, that creativity, and this is not my my quote at all, but they say creativity is the currency of the 21st century. And I think there's a lot of power in that. And to say that creative people all have the power to actually change tomorrow. And if we've got a school at the National School of the Arts where we have 600 creative people, it's really worth backing. It's worth somebody saying, Do you know what, I'm going to invest in that school because there's 600 creative people who could possibly see tomorrow in a way that no one else sees it and that we all need to see it and can change can change the world of tomorrow. Um, but I think the, the most challenging, difficult part of my job is going outside, going out and trying to raise Yes. To raise money, because I also just know that it's it's so very, very, very important. And, you know, once you kind of hit the, the magic numbers there, like in the lottery, I know that wonderful things are going to happen. Because we want to build a theater at the school. Yes. We want to build a brand new theater at the school. And that is just to serve all you young people, all you young artists, whether you're going to Concord, the dance festival there, all the rest. We want a beautiful theater up on the hill where we can create magical art. And what qualities do you think you need to be have to have an excess to have a successful life? Successful life. You know, I think in the bigger scheme of things, I think being kind is very, very important. There's a little thing I saw on social media and it says if you can be is it, they were trying to weigh up kind, being kind or being right. And in situations where possibly it's better to be kind than to push your point through just to be right. For some shallow sense of thinking, well, I was right and perhaps you were wrong. I think the world at the moment really needs kind people. Kind people and generous people. And also courageous people. People who are brave enough to step out of their comfort zones, to step out of their boxes. Brave enough to go into the unknown. And I think that if we could all be kind, which is, I suppose, really about love, you can just be kind and love each other. I really think that that's, for me, those are the keys to success. Those are the keys to success. That and, of course, staying the course. A bit like the yellow brick road. Stay the course. Stay on it right until the very end. Set your goals. Set your goals. Interrogate them. Love them. Work towards them. Don't let anybody take them away from you. But goal setting is very important. Persistence and discipline. Discipline is 
is hugely important and discipline not just in the arts because all these art subjects require a huge amount of practice but to be disciplined on your course through life yes. time to work a time to sleep a time to eat a time to play use your time well set your goals be disciplined and where you can be kind just be kind kind and gentle actually kind and gentle for me are a lot more important than strategic and savvy and smart alex and all those things kind and generous finally yes and how many rehearsals are there before the play begins? Oh, you know, I've got a desk calendar at home and the designer by mistake gave me 31 days in February. And I so wish we had 31 days in February, but we don't. <laughs> February comes to an abrupt end tomorrow. And we have our first audience for The Wiz on the 7th, which I believe is next Wednesday. Yes. So you can use your little fingers there to tally up how many days I've got left. I think we've got, <laughs> well, we, it's a week tomorrow before we have our first school's audience. And our first big public audience is the big gala opening, which is next Friday evening at half past seven in the Mandela at Joburg Theatre at 7.30. And that's going to be a really, really special evening with wonderful VIPs, a lot of alumni coming through, parents, learners, and people who just love art will be there on that, that evening. And... What would your advice to our listeners who are interested in acting, dancing and performing and may want to go to the National School of Arts? What is my advice to them? Get there. <laughs> our registrations for the, for the school, for admission to the school, open on the 20th of April. And we will be having our auditions probably towards, well, like the beginning of May. But I'd say go onto our website, which is artschool.coza, and all the details will be there. So to get into the school, you have to have an above-average ability. Of that, there's no doubt. You have to be able to come into audition and show that you have got a skill and an, an ability that is above average, and you need to show that you've got a good academic report. Yes. So the National School of the Arts offers a, it's a normal academic high school and so many people don't realize that but it is it's an academic high school so you can leave the NSA and you can go and study medicine actuarial science chemical engineering law you name it your matric will equip you to do absolutely anything but you'll have the advantage of having had an arts education which allows you to think out of the box it allows you to have broader horizons and no one's going to curtail that vision because you're an artist and artists can see beyond so for all those people who are interested Work hard, register for the for an application to audition to, for the school. Audition, come and show that you're brilliant in that moment. I always say to children preparing that you have to take it seriously. It's like all 30 seconds of fame. Practice that monologue. Practice your song. Get out your ballet shoes. Make sure that you're absolutely ready. And even psychologically, prepare yourself for that audition because, you know, once you're through the door, you're through the door. But if you don't actually crack that nod... It's well for, for one. It's a disappointment, and you don't ever want to go through life saying, "I I could have done better, I could have practiced more, I could have shown myself in a better light in that particular you know on that particular occasion." So my advice to those people: first of all, don't ever let anybody kill the passion. An artist is born. Keep that fire lit, and whether you become a practitioner and a professional performer or not, make sure that you're always a consumer of arts. Make it something important in your life to actually go out and buy tickets, look and see what's on at your theatres in your, in your community, in your town, 
and highlight them. Say, I want to go and see that. I want to go and see The Wiz. And then I want to go and see the, the National Children's Theatre production. I want to go and see the People's Theatre. Then there's something at Monte Cassino. And be aware that it's happening. Be aware of, of who's in it, how it's working. Um, if you're interested in performing and you're a child, you know, ask your parents to maybe find you a a good agent, but knowing all the time that it's not about fame, it's not about that quick moment in the spotlight, it's about enduring through it and making sure that your flame is lit constantly. So even as an old lady one day, it burns with the same passion that it did when you were a 12-year-old girl here, doing very well behind the microphone, anchoring a show, because art is part of our human expression, and it always, always must be. It must be. I always get sad when people say, oh, I can't sing. I've got Anna. Singing is part of the human spirit. If you need to sing, you must sing. If you need to dance and dance, you must dance. So just go for it. That's what you need to do. And if you want to come to the NSA, please, our doors are open. Our doors are open, and we want to see you all there at the audition, bright-eyed and full of ambition. And how long will the play be in theatres? Our festival runs for five days, which means our Wiz really has a weekend of public performances. So it opens next Friday, which is the 9th. We have two shows on the Saturday. We have a matinee at 3, and we have another one at half past 7. And then on Sunday, which is the grand finale, we have a show at 3 o'clock. So there really are family-friendly scheduling of, you know, of these performances. So it's not late at night. So uh, please go onto the Joburg Theatre website, get your mum in hand, get your dad in hand, get that credit card ready, book those <laughs> tickets, and please come and see it because you'll, well, not only will you really have a fantastic time in the theatre, but you'll be so supporting fellow young artists. And I just think you've got such a wonderful community out there, and I've seen the children interacting and supporting each other. So Come and support your, your friends, your colleagues at, at the National School of the Arts during our Festival of the Arts, which is next weekend, which next week from the 7th to the 11th of March. And thank you for coming on Chai Kids and teaching us more about the Wiz.